Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey Rush Nation, welcome to Thursday night. And it's time for the details of the start sits uh, matchup show for the week. Uh, we have a bit more data this week, and so things that I'll be able to take you through as we go through each matchup for tonight's game, and then also the uh, one o'clock kickoffs, and then the uh, podcast after this uh, will feature the rest of those, which will drop uh, tomorrow. So, and uh, they'll cover the four o five games. This is if you're. Uh, that's American times. So obviously, it's uh, five hours later if it's here in the UK. And then Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. So plenty to uh, go through another full slate of games. We don't get bye weeks for another few weeks yet. So um, better get started pretty quickly. Um, first game on the slate is the Bengals at the Browns. The Browns are favoured by six here. The line actually opened at eight. And there's been some money that's been put on the Bengals that's brought that into six. Uh, with the over and under set at 43 and a half. This is a game where I uh, probably expect it to be quite low scoring. The Browns should probably try and establish the run a little bit more. Uh, Bengals sneaky good D. Um, Browns O-line is slightly banged up. There's a few sort of questionables going into tonight. Um, so it's going to be a really interesting matchup. To be honest, I'm not quite sure what to expect out of it. If I'm a betting man, which I'm not, then I would probably go with the Bengals and the points here because it's just I don't see the Browns after last week's performance. Uh, really turning the screw on the Bengals, but maybe that's a bit of recency bias setting in. Uh, very concerned over Baker Mayfield and his lack of ability to get the ball to his receivers. You know, seven were seven passes were tipped at the line of scrimmage. He's really struggling to see the whole field, and that's a, a real concern for a quarterback of, of 
that you sort of spent the number one pick on. So for me here, I'm not starting either quarterback in this game. If I was pressed to start one, it would be Burrow over Mayfield. I'm just not really sold on what Mayfield is doing at the moment. The Bengals, uh, I've got Mixon on the fringe of that RB1, uh, RB2 conversation. In fact, I have him one rank behind uh, Chubb. I'd be starting Tyler Boyd in this game. And that's about it. I'm a bit worried about AJ Green. Uh, I think he's going to get some additional coverage in this game. Not starting T. Higgins, not starting any of the other receivers, um, not starting Azoma. So for me, Mixon and Tyler Boyd are the only two I'd be starting uh, in this game. In terms of the Browns, I'd be starting both running backs, Chubb and Hunt. I've got Chubb as, uh, again, one rank higher than Mixon. So that fringe RB1, RB2, and I've got Hunt as a solid uh, RB2 play this week. A little concerned by the news of Landry being questionable. And so that's a a game time decision. So if you're not going to stay up to watch the game, I would leave him out of your lineups. And then on top of that, I would also be slightly concerned with news that Odell Beckham might be traded um, or is being shopped for a trade. And he's not looked great at the Bengals. And if his attitude is not great, as we've seen in the past, that's uh, also something to be weary, you know, really worried about. And then the man who caught last uh, week's touchdown for Cleveland, Juku, he is out injured and on IR, and he will probably miss the, uh, a good few amount of games here as well. So it's not really a lot I love in, in this matchup. I'd be taking the running backs in this game and Tyler Boyd. If Landry's back, I would, you know, questionable is, is difficult. So right now I'd probably fade, but he would be the only wide receiver I want to start. I wouldn't want to sit, uh, start Hooper. I'd give him some time in this offense. So I think it's going to be quite a low scoring game and don't think it's something to put too many players of stock into unless you've got those running backs. Moving on to LA uh, versus uh, Philadelphia. This is a pick given last week's performance by both teams. And uh, the overrun is set here at 46. For me, I'm not starting either quarterback. If you read the star sits column that came out today, uh, both of these quarterbacks were in my sits. So I don't want parts of either of them, to be perfectly honest. The one thing I would say is that the Eagles did give up 16 fantasy points to wide receivers last week. And that's the Washington Redskins. So we're not even talking about elite. Uh, production here so that's something to be somewhat concerned about for for Philadelphia mind you having said that the Rams also gave up 18 uh, fantasy points so again things to consider that this could have some some point scoring but I think for me I I'm a bit curious as to what's going on in the backfield in, in LA I think Malcolm Brown is probably going to get the start again which means I'm not overly bullish on Brown and Akers. I would probably start Brown. Maybe he's a RB, RB2, RB3 kind of territory. So he's someone I would you know, mildly consider for a start, but he's not someone I'm expecting really, really big things out of. Um, for Philadelphia, again, we're still waiting here on sort of Miles Sanders and if he's going to start. So um, I do have him in my ranks uh, this week. And he's someone I've I've got around the 19th, 20th, so RB2 territory as well. So, you know, if, if Sanders is there, then yeah, you, you will definitely play him. But I'm not so sure on the Philly backs. I mean, you can start um, Brown, but I think it's a different sort of game to the one he faced uh, last week. As for the wide receivers, I'm definitely starting Woods and definitely starting Cup. Uh, both of those are, are must-starts for me. Uh, Woods is a, a, a wide receiver one cup, a, a wide receiver two, but on that fringe of the wide receiver one conversation. As for Philly, you know, Jay and Rago had that one big play for 55 yards. But again, I'm just with that Philly 
offensive line I've talked about just got no confidence to start the wide receivers. So for me, for Philly, the only players I'm starting are Dallas Goddard, who's a must start for me, and Zach Ertz because of what you've paid. Um, I have both of those as a as a top five uh, tight end play this week. So I'd be definitely starting both of those. And I would also be starting Tyler Higby, who I have just behind them um, in the tight end one conversation. Moving on to Carolina at Tampa Bay. This game is set as an over and under of 47.5 and Tampa the win by nine. Rough start for, for Tom Brady, but expecting to bounce back in this game. I have him as the quarterback nine this week. That Carolina defense is pretty bad. Um, a, a team to really be targeting in the early weeks of the fantasy season uh, to be starting as many players against as you can. News has just broken out that Chris Godwin uh, missed practice again today. He's in the concussion protocol, so that doesn't look great for Sunday. Um, and Mike Evans is still dealing with the outskirts of that hamstring injury, although he is practicing. So if those players uh, play, uh, probably have slightly more confidence in, in Mike Evans right now than I would in Chris Godwin. I do have Godwin slightly higher in my ranks. So I was a bit more optimistic when I did them that he would play. They're both sort of in the... Godwin's on the fringe of the, the wide receiver one. Uh, Evans in the wide receiver two. Evans might get more work. Scotty Miller will be the ad I would expect to have this week and expect him to have some more targets. And then as for running backs, Ronald Jones should be able to have a decent week this week. We saw that he's getting the bulk of the carries. I think he's settled to have an RB2 week this week. Um, with regards to tight ends, you could maybe start OJ Howard as a contrarian sort of tight end streamer play I would have nothing to do with Gronkowski um, he lined up in line on almost all in fact all but one of his uh, 54 snaps on Sunday 53 of them were in line whereas OJ Howard was lining up in the slot he was lining up deep he was lining up all, all across so OJ Howard seems to be the one that's going to be getting targets early at the tight end position um, so he's a sort of low end to well, mid end tight end two kind of territory here maybe low end and I wouldn't be playing Gronkowski at all. As for the Panthers, I wouldn't start Teddy Bridgewater this week. I think this Tampa defense showed on Sunday that it's actually a lot better than the points it conceded. There was a lot of sloppy mistakes, but expect those to get cleaned up and, and pretty quickly. Obviously CMC, but I'm not expecting him to have the RB1 performance that many might be expecting. He is in my top five, but he is fifth. I have a few other players ahead of him. You're going to start DJ Moore in this game, but again, there's another one that uh, you know, having the wide receiver two conversation. Um, and I'm really not interested in starting players like uh, Robbie Anderson. Um, they might flash and maybe in garbage time, they might have some points, but you know, you're relying on a lot of things to go your way for, for that to happen. So for me, uh, the only other play might be Ian Thomas as a tight end two contrarian play uh, because tight, you know, in histories uh, if seasons gone by, then, Tampa have not been the absolute best against tight ends, so that might be a contrarian sort of pickup, last-minute streamer play. But really, McCaffrey, McGore, McCaffrey, and, and uh, DJ Moore are the only two I'd be starting there. Uh, Denver at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh are expected to win this by at least seven, with uh, 41.5 points to the over/under. Denver showed that they have some flashes of of good in their offense, but 
it is going to be a very, very difficult game this and actually going to be one that's going to be really, really difficult to watch for, for Denver fans. So sorry, Stocks, for, for that. Um, I wouldn't start Drew Locke this week. I wouldn't start Melvin Gordon. He's in my sick column uh, this week. Courtland Sutton, we're still not really sure on the status of his injury. So that's one to watch. Uh, Jerry Judy showed some flashes that he could do some good. But at the end of the day, he's also one to uh, sort of watch. But, you know, he, he would be one that, that I would probably target and sort of that wide receiver two, wide receiver three range. But I'm not really loving the start for him. If, I, if I've if i got others, I prefer over him. Noah Fan is also in my sit column this week. You saw what happened to Evan Ingram on Monday Night Football, and I expect him to get a very similar treatment. So I'm not rushing to start hardly any Denver players this week because that Steeler D is just so powerful. It's, it, it really, really shut down. Saquon Barkley is shut down. Everybody really except Darius Slayton. So not really loving the options here to Denver this week. On the other side of the ball, though, I do like some of the Pittsburgh players here, although there is some injuries to Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson you need to be tracking. Both of them are questionable uh, and are missing practices right now. So something to really keep an eye on. But I like Ben to be in the QB1 conversation. The running back situation with James Connor, it's interesting to see if he does go at the moment. I have him as not going. The pickup is definitely Benny Snell, and I expect Benny Snell to have a role even if James Connor was to return. So I have Benny Snell at the moment as the lead starter in my RB2 range um, and think he could have a, a pretty good afternoon. So he's definitely someone I would start as it currently stands, but one to, to watch out for. Wide receivers with Juju and Jonathan Johnson are fit. I would start them. If not, I would pick up Clay, uh, Chase Claypool last minute and I would add him. Um, think there's a strong ad to go and I wouldn't worry about the tight ends uh, there. I'm, I mean, I've got Ebron as a mid-range tight end too, but there are other options I prefer over him. Atlanta at Dallas. Dallas favoured here by four and a half points. This is the highest scoring game in the morning or early afternoon slate or early evening slate if you count UK time uh, 52 and a half points is the over under this one you can start just about everyone I'd be starting both quarterbacks here I'd be starting Todd Gurley I'd be starting uh, Z Kelly I'd be starting all the wide receivers here there's six wide receivers you could start I'd, I'd be starting uh, Cooper Gallup and uh, C.D. Lamb and I'd also be starting Gage Ridley and Julio Jones Ridley is going to be the the red zone threat. But I also think Gage might get some of that action as well. Um, you can also start the the tight ends. Really like both tight ends this week too. Uh, well, having said that, with Blake Jarwin out now on ACL, Dalton Schultz, he could have a tight end too kind of week, but I'm not rushing to pick him up. But I really do like having Hayden Hurst this week. I have him as sort of the fringes of the tight end one conversation, but it wouldn't surprise me if he got over the top and, and into that despite a disappointing debut last week. San Francisco at the New York Jets. San Francisco here are favoured to win by seven uh, by the spread. 42 and a half is the over-under. So with this, it's difficult what we saw last week. Jimmy Garoppolo could be a half-decent play in a two-quarterback league, but he's not one I'm starting. I definitely want nothing to do with Donald at at this stage. uh, Raheem Mostert is definitely a must-start, and I would have maybe McKinnon as that fringe sort of running back three kind of play if you were desperate with some injuries going on. Um, But I'm not starting any of the wide receivers for the 49ers. And Kittle, you're monitoring his injury as well. Is he going to miss time? So that's something to watch out for. As for the Jets, this is really simple. Don't start anyone. Jameson Crowder looks like he's going to miss anyway. Um, 
just seen that he's not practicing today and he is, you know, potentially going to miss week two. Wouldn't have mattered for me. I, I put him in my sit column. I'm sitting everybody. I don't want anything to do with any of the Jets this week against that 49s D. If I had to be pushed to pick a name, it would be Chris Herndon as a low-end Titan too, but there's better options. So sit all the Jets. Buffalo minus five and a half against Miami with the over-under set of 41. It, Miami just get this one out of the way. Just bench everyone. If I had to play someone again, it would be Mike Kosicki, but I'm just not desperate to play him at all. Uh, there's definitely waiver wire picks. I would probably play over him. Um, I think I've got him in sort of the mid tie end two range, but again, I, I think you can find better. Uh, for example, Logan Thomas is uh, someone that I haven't talked about yet. Who's someone I would be playing over him. So don't start anyone in Miami. As for Buffalo, you can definitely fire up Josh Allen after his performance last week for fantasy football. You can, you know, watch those those running backs. I kind of have them in the Devil, Devin Singletary in the, the fringes of the running back two, and Zach Moss in the fringes of the running back three conversation. So it, that's a backfield to really monitor um, and, and keep an eye on, as I said on the podcast last week. Um, I'm not overly bullish on John Brown this week uh, either. Um, I do think that Stefan Diggs is a, a, a wide receiver to play. And you could start John Brown if you're absolutely desperate, but I have him outside the top. I'm just inside the top 36 this week. So he's a player that I'm not overly keen to start. Um, and I'm not bothered about Titan, uh, Dawson Knox this week either. Minnesota at Minneapolis, oh, Indianapolis, sorry, not Minneapolis. Uh, so Minnesota at Indianapolis. Indianapolis minus three, points total set 48.5, which I think is high for this game, um, given that although Minnesota got a lot of points last week in a shootout, um, they were all garbage time points. The game was well and truly dead. Yeah, again, both quarterbacks are not ones I'm overly looking to start in a one QB format. Both absolutely fine to start in a two QB format as your QB2. Um, they're both sit comfortably in that range. Um, Minnesota, you're definitely starting Dalvin Cook, and you're definitely starting Adam Phelan, and that is a, probably about all you would start of any confidence for Minnesota, I wouldn't have Irv Smith uh, this week. For Indianapolis, I like starting both. Jonathan Taylor, I have as a running back one this week. And I also like starting Naheem Hines, although I do think he'll get a bit of regression from last week. I can't see him getting into the end zone twice, but he's definitely a staple to play as that sort of running back three flex. T.Y. Hilton, I think, is going to have a big game. So he's someone I really like to to start this week and I'd also start Paris Campbell and you can also start Jack Doyle I think they're all uh, startable options this week for Indianapolis Detroit at Green Bay Green Bay favored to win this by 649 and a half is the the over under here for Detroit it's the same old story we're still waiting to hear on Kenny Galladay so that's one injury to track and if that happens um, then it'd be interesting to see what happens with Marvin Jones he's got a, a great history for the Lions of, of scoring lots of points for fantasy in this in this particular fixture so wonder watch so you can start Matt Stafford the running back situation is a bit of a mess I mean people are sitting there picking up Adrian Peterson that is a bit beyond me he's got absolutely no upside here so to be honest, they'll probably fade the whole backfield. I just don't like any of them to to really do anything. You don't know if Swift is going to get punished. We know Kerryon Johnson's pretty much finished. Peterson would be the one, I guess, you'd have to start, but he's not one I'm itching to. And as I mentioned, Marvin Jones, I think, can go off. If Golladay plays, obviously he would be a start. Um, yeah, maybe even Danny playoffs. Yeah, Danny Amendola himself might be a, a really contrarian uh, wide receiver three play. Um, I don't like TJ Hawkinson this week. He is someone that I just don't expect to have a good game at all. Um, and I think he'll come down to earth, which is why he's in my sits column this week. Green Bay, 
you can start Aaron Jones, you can start Aaron Rodgers after that performance last week very comfortably. You can also uh, start Devontae Adams after his performance last week. Um, that secondary is heavily banged up, and that's uh, definitely one to target. You could also target and start Lazard and Mar- uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and they're both players that you could target in that wide receiver three range, and they could both come through, but don't be overly surprised if one of them misses out. It all depends on how Rogers feels on the day, but both of those are, are good options to play this week, and Green Bay don't really have a tight end, so no need to worry about that one. Uh, Giants at Chicago. Chicago favoured here by five and a half points with the over and under set of 42, and for me, this is a game where it's going to be uh, tough sledding for, for everybody involved. Um, I don't like either quarterback this week. I do like David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery is someone who could have a, a running back two performance this week. Saquon Barkley, I'm heavily starting. I have him as sort of my uh, fourth overall running back this week. Um, so very comfortable starting him after his nightmare uh, last week. When it comes to the receivers here, Alan Robinson, I know there's been this whole spat about whether or not he's going to get a fair deal. It looks like that seems to be resolved a, a little bit, so I have him comfortably in the uh, wide receiver one conversation. Um, and I do also like uh, Anthony Miller this week. Um, I have him on the fringes of that uh, wide receiver two, wide receiver three uh, uh, conversation. So you can start him comfortably. If you're really stuck at tight end, Jimmy Graham might also produce something for you. Uh, back to the Giants, uh, Evan Ingram, you could start this week. As sort of a, a, a tight end to um, not overly bullish on him. In fact, I'm probably lower than uh, a fair amount of consensus, but I do think, well, actually, no, I've got him as a tight end one. So low end tight end one. So he's someone that you could start um, this week. And then uh, with the wide receivers, Darius Slayton had a really good game last week. So he's someone I would be targeting because I think he's got the rapport with Daniel Jones. I'm not so sure about uh, Sterling Shepard. He just always seems to continue to disappoint. And then Golden Tate has a bit of an injury. So Darius Slayton would be the one of those three. I would definitely start Shepard at an absolute push. Last game of this state or this slate of games is Jacksonville at Tennessee. Tennessee favored the winners by nine with the over and under set of 42 and a half points. Jacksonville, this is going to be really easy. I would start Minshew uh, if you needed to as sort of that fringe. Uh, streaming option, uh, sort of middle to high end QB2, but no more than that. There are better options to start. I'd start James Robinson. He had all the carries last week for running back, so start him. Um, I would fade Chris Thompson um, until he actually does something on the field. I think a lot of us fell for that hype, but he didn't have a lot to do last week, and so he's not someone I'm, I'm overly interested in. DJ Chark is a wide receiver two for me this week. Uh, Keenan Cole is the interesting sort of outside low end wide receiver three, wide receiver four potentially. Um, but he seems to be the one that's getting some looks and, and action in, in that in that receiver core. So he's someone that could hold any interest. But that really sits on Robinson, Minshew and Chark. As for Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill threw a lot of passes on Monday Night Football, uh, 44, which I think is the most he's had for Tennessee. Um, and they're really playing the game at a very fast rate. So he's someone, as a streaming option, quarterback two option, uh, you could really favour this week, um, maybe even over Minshew. I've got him reasonably close in my in my ranks. So, in fact, I have Tannehill slightly above uh, Minshew. So both of those options are, are fine if you're sort of desperate, but there are better options to play. Um, as for running back, you're definitely starting. Derek Henry, there's actually no doubt in your mind I have him with his history against Jacksonville as the running back one this week, and it wouldn't shock me if he torched them again. 
this week. AJ Brown, even Corey Davis are, are, are plays this week at wide receiver. If you're in a really deep league, Adam Humphreys in the PPR league might return you a little bit this week. He seems to be getting more and more action. And Johnny Smith is a player I'm not... I mean, I, I have him on the fringes of the Titan 1 conversation. I think he has some opportunity this week. So he could be an interesting play as well. But I'm not as bullish on him as others. Um, so I have him just outside the Titan 1 position, whereas I think the uh, expert consensus ranking has him as uh, the bottom of the tight end one conversation around 12th but he's still a potential start especially if you've lost players like Jarwin and you're struggling over players like Gronkowski for example he's a player that you could start that'll do it for this uh, segment of games wanted to get this one done uh, ASAP to get it out to you guys ASAP so any questions ping them off on Twitter or try and get to them before the games I would best advice if you've got a player that's questionable going into tonight's game like Landry just don't play him and just you know, same method goes for the rest of the weekend. Just because a player is fit or might go like Mike Evans, if you're desperate or you're reaching, you know, maybe it's a play, but more often than not, it's a it's something to really consider, especially if it's things like hamstring injuries, uh, muscular injuries, etc., because it will affect their performance. So something to, to think about this week uh, going into the games, there's a lot more injuries than uh, I think a lot of people expected. Not, not everyone. I, I was pretty certain that there was going to be a lot of injuries to deal with so we've just got to navigate through them get our w's this week and move on to week three as i said i'll be back tomorrow with the rest of the slayer games so until then rush nation keep rushing HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.